from NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York. This is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Dom Flemons is a Grammy-winning singer, guitarist, banjo player, and all-around scholar of old American music. Flemons has dubbed himself the American Songster and has performed songs rooted in the blues, early gospel, ragtime, proto-country, and other forms of old-time folk music. His new album, Traveling Wildfire, includes a couple of his unerring arrangements of older tunes, but it's largely comprised of original songs. Dom has come back to our studio today to play some of them, and he's going to start us off with the title track. Here's Traveling Wildfire. Traveling wildfire Sprawling like an endless gravel road You can see it tearing up the mountainside It goes where it wants to go cry looking at the flames orange to yellow burning to white for there's a traveling wildfire blazing into the valley Dark moon in the valley Covered in clouds made of clay And the winds roll in scowl and voice Will make the Mississippi I can hear a simple moaning A lonesome tune to cry For there's a dark moon in the valley Rising high up, rising high Dark moon is beaming 
like a flicker of candlelight. And when you think the night is over, folks remind you that times are getting tight. There are too many voices to get us out of the maze. For the dark moon is beaming like a final melody being played. Spend my time looking for a place soft and warm. Oh, my love, oh, my love, how did we end up in the eye of the storm? That is Dom Flemons live, solo, here in our studio with a version of his song Traveling Wildfire, the title track of Dom's latest solo release, and it's great to see you again. Yeah, great to see you as well, John. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah. Now, I, I, I did not hear this in the album version of that song, but stripped down like this, there's a kind of distant echo of... I don't know, Norteño or Tex-Mex or Corridos, you know, some of the music of the Mexican-American border area in that song. Oh, thank you so much. I really wanted it to have just a, a nice hypnotic feel to it. And in the way that I wrote the song, it's almost mourning sort of our our general landscape that we have out in the world, but also it was a very personal story because I was... I was um, uh, trapped in a hotel room during uh, Hurricane Ida in 2021, and oh. it was partially uh, also a, a reflection on that sort of um, uh, that sort of drastic change in the weather that came along that year, and so it was sort of a little bit of both. And so, yeah, the the form of the corrido is uh, very, very much a part of it. Wow. Um, it's interesting how these songs, I, I assume they kind of grow in the telling, you know, that uh, you bring a song into the studio and you have the opportunity to have, you have some really wonderful guests on the record and stuff, and they kind of clothe themselves, it seems. Yeah, and also with this one as well, on the studio version, I was playing a wonderful little uh, Hofner electric guitar on it as well, so playing the same licks, and so... 
uh, you know, but taking it back to the acoustic is where I wrote the song. So just yeah. being able to have a little bit of that hypnotic flavor to it, that was also a big part of it. Uh, let me ask you about one of the quote-unquote instruments that I see <laughs> listed after you. I mean, there's like guitars and banjos and all kinds. Of, and then it says quills. What, what are quills? It's like a panpipe. And so the one I have is nine different bamboo-shaped holes that are going from different lengths all the way from, from small to big. Yeah. And um, that's an instrument that I use on the album. I use it on the song Songster Revival. I mentioned in, in in introducing you that you've you've used the 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 term American songster for a number of years now. Yeah. Um, who were some of the earlier American songsters? Well, when I first started to see the term used, I found it in a lot of blues scholarship, and it was used to describe a lot of the musicians who were community musicians that preceded the blues, and so. I guess one of the most famous is Lead Belly, Hudie Ledbetter, you know, sure. a favorite of WNYC. Yep. And, uh, uh, Had a show the, here briefly in the 1940s. Yep, and so he's one of the, the, the artists that uh, is generally used uh, the term songster. There's people like Mance Lipscomb. And um, these musicians, they played a, just a variety of music that sort of goes outside of the scope of your normal blues that you might hear. I was inst- always interested in more music than just blues. I had loved country music and loved early jazz and ragtime. And and I wanted to bring in all these different styles. And then that even includes like early rock and roll. And, and you know, being a 21st century musician, it, you know, the, the songster was more relevant to me than just being stuck to one single genre. So yeah. that's why I ended up taking that on. What about someone earlier, like Uncle Dave Macon? Sure, Uncle Dave Macon fits within that, Jimmy Rogers as well, where their styles were adaptable to whatever they were doing, yes. you know, yeah. and that's kind of, you know, the, the community idea of musicians uh, taking on a lot of different styles, especially before you had retrievable recorded music. You know, music was just a part of the air. But, you know, the juxtaposition of the 21st century version where music is still a part of, now it's a part of the air with streaming. Yeah. It You know, people aren't really um, as bogged down by the strict genre yeah. classifications that they once were. So I also found that it was a term that could be used and refurbished to fit the 21st century sense of music. Is Bob Dylan a songster? I think so. I mean, he's done so many different styles of music over time. It's like... Um, Actually, I've been having a moment of revisiting his two acoustic records he made in the early 90s, Good As I Bendia and World Gone Wrong. And he shows his songster chops all the time, especially on those acoustic records. Well, on this record, on Traveling Wildfire, you do, you kind of resurrect a fairly obscure early Bob Dylan song. Yeah, well, this one was interesting. Back in 2012, I had a chance to meet Dylan just ever so briefly at, at a concert that I did with the Carolina Chocolate Drops, and I just kept it in my mind that I should try to do something with Dylan's repertoire because I've always been such a big fan, and this album was the first time I was able to go at it. And so I reached out to his people, and they sent down a few different options. Uh, of different songs that I might try out for the record, but Guess I'm Doing Fine was, was to me, was an obvious choice. ¶¶ 
was able to kind of make it sort of a more bluegrassy type number on the record and as we finished recording it I knew that there needed to be some fiddle on it and I went back again in my mind to a moment where I got to see Sam Bush pull out the fiddle and so I just called Sam up and said hey you want to play on this Dylan number and he <laughs> said yeah let's do it and so it just ended up being a, a beautiful beautiful moment that yeah. uh, now is captured on the record. Yeah. Do you find, Dom, that, you know, when you go back to some of these older songs, that they've become newly relevant somehow, that, you you know, you read the lyrics and you think, God, this this could be a 21st century text. Oh, yeah. I always think I always think that every time I'm doing an older song. I never think of it as a relic of the past. I always try to think of the lyrics and the chord structures and all of those things in a very modernist uh uh, perspective. It's always very present, like a song like Saddle It Around, which was on the record. Down the road I got arrested. Police took me to the jailhouse. What they do? Brought me for a cruel old judge. That judge gave me a heavy sentence. And what I say to him, Judge, you know I ain't never been here before. What he say to me? Give me six months, you ain't coming back no more. Now, this song, I heard it first in January of 2020, and I put it together for the New York Guitar Festival, actually, um, right as the... Um, it was kind of coincided right when the pandemic and the shutdown was happening. So when I first heard Saddle It Around, with it being a song about a black cowboy traveling down the road and getting arrested for no reason, I mean, that was shocking to me, even for that time. And not knowing that as the summer went on, there would be a George Floyd and there would be such a, a big up, upheaval. I learned the song and then all of a sudden the song continued, and it continues as I play it at every show, um, it continues to have this relevance that is just jarring because it takes you, in one way it takes you out of time, but then it also brings you into the present moment with a very, um, a very poignant uh, storyline. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that train be going off the track though. Go like this. It's a great uh, uh, Reverend Gary Davis song. And, and it was even interesting as a Reverend Gary Davis song too because it's the picking pattern is more akin to someone like Mississippi John Hurt more so than Reverend Gary Davis. So it sort of I was able to start uh, taking a little rabbit hole with that little <laughs> that little number just uh-huh. because um, so closer to Delta Blues than the Piedmont Blues that Gary Davis was yeah and and even with that I I was able to reach out to my dear friend uh, Stephen Grossman and ask him a little bit about the number and Stephen sent me a great interview he did with Gary and it so the song in and of itself goes back to Gary's earliest days as a young boy in South Carolina so it also has these roots in the Piedmont and then going into New York City. And then Stefan told me this great story that um, when Gary Davis first heard Mississippi John Hurt at the Gaslight Cafe, this is when he started playing this particular song, Saddle It Around. 
Well, you know, uh, talking about how these old songs seem newly relevant, the, the, the reverse is also true, that a lot of your new songs seem to be kind of cast adrift in time. You know, they, they sound like they could have been written 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, one of the things I try to do when writing songs is I try to think of them as like lost records, you know? It sort of like allows me to put my own mind into hypnosis because I can think of it being a lost record instead of it being uh, something that I just wrote on a piece of paper. It's almost something that I grabbed out of the air or found on a record somewhere and I could uh, then produce it and, and, and make the best of it. And then also that kind of allows me to take my arranging skills and put those to use as well. Right. So this next song, Slow Dance With You, I mean, it, it has that kind of timeless quality to it. This one actually is a kind of an older one. This one goes back to around 2008 or so. And it was I just wanted to have a, a, a sweet little country song that could tell a story of uh, two people who are, you know, they, they're coming together in this single moment and they're just having a good time just with that moment in mind. And it's not a perfect moment. And also, it it also sort of underlies a much more complex story with the relationship. But I wanted it to be this, a sweet little song. And as we were uh, listening to the playbacks, this one kept coming back again and again for me as a song that needed to start the record. Mm-hmm. And it's because it, um, it has a bit of empathy, which is something that I think now everybody needs a little bit of empathy. All right. Well said. Dom Flemons is my guest. The album's called Traveling Wildfire. This song is on it. Here's a live performance of Slow Dance With You. No questions to ask Darling, take that fear from your eyes Cause I wanna pull you close And slow dance with you Darling, I ain't the perfect man But I see the sun's coming up And you're lovely wrapped in dawn Darling, take someone too but it ain't about them tonight it's about two 
crushed hearts and a bucket full of tears that are being left outside tonight. Cause I wanna pull you close and slow dance with you, darling. I ain't the perfect man, but I see the sun's coming up. And you're lovely wrapped in dawn Darling, take my hand Darling, take my hand Well, that is a sweet song from Dom Flemons. The, uh, the tune is called Slow Dance With You, live performance. Uh, Dom, you... you you know, we've been talking about a lot of older music, but as you've pointed out a couple of times, it's the 21st century or a 21st century musician. There was a very 21st century mix of of that song that you released, Atmos. Oh mi- yes, that's right. With the Atmos mix, that was something that the producer Ted Hutt had uh, brought to my attention, and it's sort of like the new stereo. So he was starting to describe it to me, and I thought. Oh, that's great. I'd love to hear the new the new way that people are now listening because of course people are now listening through e- earbuds much more right. often than uh, headphones. I said, you know, I see your headphones there. I I use the same type of headphones all the time. The over the ear, yes. The over the ear, you know. And um it's it's a uh, it was amazing to be able to finally hear the Atmos mix and see all of the different flavors of the song coming together in a, its own way yeah, on earbuds. Uh, yeah, on on the earbuds. You know, like I got uh, my my wife has some uh, some of the new uh, uh, AirPod uh, mm-hmm. bu- earbuds and and it's it's really something to be able to hear that. And then of course uh, Apple Music was so kind to want to. Um, you know, they selected a, a particular song from Ted, and, and they picked Slow Dance with you to be a part of it. But at the same time, one of the things I wanted to do with uh, Slow Dance, because of course this is a, a country and western song, a nice little waltz, and over the past several years there have been so many new conversations about black country and African-American participation in country music. One of the things on the album I wanted to do was just, let's go ahead and put some of that out there. You know, a lot of times I've... Uh, I've heard that people want to hear more black country music. Also, love songs are something that uh, uh, historically have always been sort of um, uh, sort of marginalized uh, with uh, African American performers singing love songs mm. in the country music vein. Especially like people like Charlie Pride. Sure, you know he was al- he was always breaking down doors because he had songs about love. And um, I wanted to just put some some new versions of that out there. So is Slow Dance With You, do you hear that as a a black country song as opposed to just, you know, an, another lovely country waltz? Well, I mean, I think of it that way personally, but that was one of the things I, I left very wide open. Yeah. Because for that first song, again, when I started to listen to the, the playbacks, that one kept coming back again and again as a, as a really beautiful little number. And I wanted that one to be a bit more uh, ambiguous mm. compared to some of the other songs. And so I found that it was it was ambiguous in terms of who is it talking about and who is it for. But then also as a very first number, as I mentioned before, has an empathy to it that I thought could relate, anybody could relate to. Anybody who's ever had that slow dance with someone and had that, that moment. And then even with the second verse saying that I know you miss someone and I'm missing I miss someone, someone too, too yeah. 
you know, when I wrote it, it was more about, uh, you know, heartbreak and the typical country right. uh, co- uh, subject matter. But now, now post-pandemic, they're p- missing people. There's been such a disconnect between people. And then also we've also lost a lot of loved ones. Everybody, I think, has at least some story of, of, of someone that they've lost. And so even the what the slow dance is about uh, has also expanded far beyond what I, I wrote originally. So I even noticed that there was some of that going on. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier the, the Reverend Gary Davis tune, Saddle It Around, about the black cowboy and, you know— uh, People living life on the margins. Yeah, that that seems to be a recurring thread woven through a, a number of of the songs, both yeah. both the old ones and your own. And to me, on on the album "Traveling Wildfire," there's no better example than the song you're going to do next, yeah. called "It's Cold Inside." Well, that one I wrote it. That one is another one that goes back a few different years. Um, I was, I guess, around 2014 or 15. I wrote that song, and and it was one of those things. I was I was in this sort of headspace where I was transitioning between being in the group for a long time with the Chocolate Drops Carolina and getting Trump, yeah. and getting out of the the group there. I was in the small apartment in North Carolina, and one of the things that really struck me when I, I looked outside the window is I saw this this flock of geese, and I just was watching them parading around this lake that I lived near. And there was one that uh, one little goose that had broken its wing, and as the winter came on, the flock left and they they flew south for the season, and uh, they left that little broken winged goose behind. And even when the spring came back, they still didn't accept this goose back into the, the herd, or the flock, I mean. And um, I just, uh, I was just related to that. And I saw this goose fight for itself for two years. And, and I saw that there was something to that. So I started to think about this song, It's Cold Inside. Yeah. It is also, in terms of the arrangement on the record, one of the the moodiest, I mean, it has almost a David Lynch kind of quality <laughs> to it. <laughs> it's really terrific. Uh, but I'm guessing that what you're about to do is pretty much the way it sounded when you wrote it. Absolutely. Yeah, this is one that, um, it's funny enough, uh, one of the people who also inspired me uh, in terms of the chords was was Carl Sandburg. And um, listening to some of his old records, he had this particular chord progression... And he did this chord progression on every single song. If you ever listen to him singing, he he did this cr- progression on each song. And so I wanted to also try to find a moodiness. I did not know that Carl Sandburg made records. Oh, he has about two or three of them that you can find that are around. But they're, um, I mean, it's a, he's a very moody performer. Like it, just like when he's reciting his poetry. His poetry, yeah, it's yeah. A, just with that little progression. all right so now that we've uh, heard about the dna of the song you want to play it for us sure thing
what happened to my home It broke up and blowed away Just like the leaves in the fall Before the winter comes It's cold inside But it's better than being left out in the snow Lead me to your fire Before it's time for me Did you ever have a dream That you thought would never die Did you know that it would hurt you When you put a bullet between its eyes It's cold inside There are pictures on the wall Bitter cold is the morning Holding hands with the night Brain is burning with memories Of half-remembered dreams It's cold inside There's a bird singing a song Dom Flemons playing It's Cold Inside. You'll find a version of that on his latest album, Traveling Wildfire. And Dom, you were mentioning earlier how, you know, you wanted, you, you felt like Slow Dance With You was the perfect opener. This track comes well into the record. 
And, oh, yes. and it's, it's, it, it's, again, it just strikes me now, having heard you talk about the, the other song, that the sequencing of this record, you must have worked pretty hard on that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had to. Ex- I was experimenting with the different ways that you'd hear uh, the sound moving through. So, like when it came to "It's Cold Inside," I wanted to make sure that it wasn't the first song because that's it's it's a you know like kind of like with filmmaking, you want to make sure that you earn that moment. Right. Um, it ended up working perfectly after uh, "Traveling Wildfire." And so it's also the very first song on the second side of the record. So I also sequenced thinking of an LP in mind because I, it, it was one of those things. Um, when I started to work on the demos, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have It's Cold Inside on there. I thought it might have been too, too deep into the depths. But everybody around me was saying, you've got to put It's Cold Inside yeah, on there. Yeah. You've got to have it on the record. <laughs> I said, okay. And so <laughs> it was quite a, quite a journey. But we yeah. were able to get some of those really beautiful sounds i i think of um you know one of my favorite records has always been songs of leonard cohen from 1968 and i was i had this hofner electric guitar and it it got that perfect sort of jangly 60s electric guitar sound and so i i really tried to hone into that a little bit when i was doing it's cold inside on the record And also there's this sort of ominous tread of the percussion, you know, the tolling yeah. of a bell. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just, it's, it's yes, it's, it's a world emotionally away from where the album starts. Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny, too, with the, you mentioning the drums and the percussion on there. Uh, a lot of the tracks, I'm actually playing a marching bass drum that I'm, I used as sort of the underlying... Uh, rhythmic pattern of a lot of the the tracks. It's cold inside, but it's better than being left out in the snow. Well, my my only formal training in music has been playing the marching bass drum. I played in the in the school band, and I played four different marching bass drums. And so, especially on a song like Tough Luck. You can hear it really prominently in the foreground, but yeah, just getting a chance to bring those j- drum trop- chops into into play—that was something that was wonderful. And with "It's Cold Inside," that's actually me playing the snare drum on there as well, snare drum and bass drum. And uh, yeah, I was able to get into some really really cool um, cool grooves on that one. It yeah. was really fun. So that's your formal training. Everything else, you're just basically self-taught. Everything else, I've been self-taught, and. Uh, I just have picked one up at a time. All these instruments sort of gravitate into my, into my field of view um, one step at a time. It was harmonica and guitar at first, then the banjo showed up, and then when I started to travel uh, across the country, that's where the quills ended up popping into, into play and the rhythm bones as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, been a, it's always a, an amazing journey just seeing where, where music can take you, you know? Yeah. It's also a journey you share on your own radio show. Absolutely. American Songster Radio on WSM. Now, we've been having a a fun time on that. You know, last season, actually one of the most uh, well-received episodes was an episode on uh, Black Dylan covers. Because since I was doing Guess I'm Doing Fine, I decided to do a program on on African-American covers of Bob Dylan and went from Solomon Burke to Betty LeVette and and covered a lot of ground. It, it was actually so well received, I'm probably going to end up doing a second episode on it and, and uh, take another look at it. 
Well, you know, that's one of the marks of a songster to go back to something that we were talking about before. That's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was really fun. You know, I had about 50 different uh, Dylan covers that were in there, and, and it, was, um, it was wonderful to try to whittle it down and <laughs> into one radio show. <laughs> All right, so maybe there'll be a part two of uh, that episode of the American Songster radio show. In the meantime, Dom Flemons touring around behind the new album called Traveling Wildfire. It's always great to see you. Thank you so much for coming in and playing for us today. Absolutely, John. Thank you so much for having me in the studio with you. Irene Trudell is our technical director. Our producer is Karen Havlick, who also shot video of Dom's performances. And uh, Eric Weber is our video editor. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Just text New Sounds to 70101. We are almost down to the shore. Peter, Peter, out on the sea, drop your nets and follow me. We are 